There are all kinds of creatures in the Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual, but we don't think it's fair to label them all as monsters. Well, some of them might be really nice. Maybe even new best friend kind of nice. So each episode, we look at a new entry and decide once and for all, are they fiends or are they friends? Welcome to Monster Friends. This week, we make friends with dinosaurs. Monster Friends. And that's all I know. Yay! <laughs> I bought a melodica just for that goof. There we go. That's the only reason we have one. <laughs> uh, we're doing dinosaurs. We're doing dinosaurs. <laughs> if I'm that wasn't a big enough giveaway. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I am super excited. I love dinosaurs. Fun fact. I was terrified of dinosaurs for a very long time. All dinosaurs or just some dinosaurs? All dinosaurs. I saw Jurassic Park very young without context. I have a theory that I like walked in halfway through and I just saw like T-Rexes wrecking shit and raptors running around like crazy. And I was like, I am horrified and for years like until I was like 15 years old when we went to the ROM it's the ROM right yeah ROM has the dinosaurs I wouldn't walk through the dinosaur exhibit at the museum because I was so scared that there was like gonna be a live dinosaur or the bones were gonna come alive like I just didn't understand that I, I was gonna make fun of you a little bit for that but then I was like wait no I was afraid of the bat cave when I oh, was a I kid didn't go in that so either. Nope. I mean being afraid like there's not bats in there I know I thought there were I thought there were too I was convinced I was like my fucking bats gonna fly at my face yeah and then you could hear like when the subway went by you could oh hear like God. the noise of the subway in the bat cave i was like all right well we're gonna die honestly i didn't even connect it to batman like that's how afraid of that bat cave i was i well, i just didn't the museum going if i'm looking back on it now i love going to the museum obviously but like when i was a kid like i'm feeling that anxiety right now <laughs> that was very very anxious i didn't like the egypt part either and like the mummies i thought they were really cool but i was a little afraid to look at them for a I was while so scared. but i was like i was the type of afraid where i'm like okay i'm gonna look but i'm gonna look at it like sideways so i'm not really looking at it because what if it mummy curses me we grew up in a time where the kind of movies well i grew up in a time you're a lot older than me <laughs> not a lot older just where movies like the mummy and like Jaws and Godzilla and Jurassic Park. Like there was a lot of monster movies. Yeah. And I think that uh, it just, it kind of ruined history for me <laughs> and the appreciation of it for a very long time. So I, uh, I wasn't allowed to watch Jurassic, just getting back to dinosaurs. Yes. I wasn't allowed to watch Jurassic Park when it first came out, which I mean, kind of makes a little bit of sense. It came out in 93. I was born in 86. Oh I was a baby. Uh, still pretty much. And I was afraid of the X-Files theme song. So yeah. like my mom was probably right to be like, no, we're not going to go see Jurassic Park in theaters. And I was super mad at her. And then we watched Dra uh, Dinosaurs, We're Back or We're Back, A Dinosaur's Tale or whatever. Do you remember that cartoon one? No. Okay. Well, it was like, it was a cartoon dinosaur movie. And there was a part where that was like a little bit, I don't know, not scary, but like, something bad was happening in the movie. And I kind of remember me and my brother being like, oh, we don't really like this. And then me, that's when it clicked that I was like, oh, my mom's probably right to have not let me watch Jurassic Park because I was afraid of a cartoon dinosaur. I loved the Land Before Time movies. Oh, same. But they were cute. Yeah. Now when we watch Jurassic Park, I cry. <laughs> because the dinosaurs die. Yeah, because the dinosaurs die and the baby triceratops is so goddamn cute. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Here we go. They're in the freaking Dungeon in, Master's yeah, manual. In the Monster Manual. Whatever. <laughs> We've done 30 episodes. <laughs> and you're still like, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, this is what the Monster Manual has to say about dinosaurs. Nothing. 
It's, it's two paragraphs. I'm going to sum it up in one. Okay. Uh, they're among the oldest reptiles in the world, and they tend to live in isolated areas that humanoids rarely visit. Carnivorous dinosaurs are extremely territorial, and herbivores are less aggressive, but will still try and fight you if you try and mess with them. And you're going to lose because they're bigger than you. Uh, it also says that larger dinosaurs have drab coloration, but the smaller ones are colorful and more akin to birds. And, like, that's all... That's all the monster manual has to say about it. So that's, that's it. pretty disappointing. That's very disappointing, um, honestly. So I, I kind of thought that maybe dinosaurs were in the same boat as demons, where like there was another book where there was more information about them. Uh, so I looked into it, and sure enough, Volo's Guide to Monster has a dinosaur section. Yay! This is what uh, this is what Volo's Guide to Monsters says about dinosaurs. The monster manual has statistics for several kinds of dinosaurs. This section provides several more. And that's it. Wow. That's all it says about dinosaurs. So it's even worse than the monster manual. I guess, like, I don't know, when you build an entire thing off of, like, more, like, medieval fantasy with dragons. I mean, dragons is in the name. You're like, nobody would do dungeons and dinosaurs. Yeah, like, dragons are just basically better dinosaurs for D&D. Yeah. Um, there is one adventure, though, that, like, an, an official Dungeons & Dragons published adventure called... Tome of Annihilation. Sounds like an album. <laughs> Tome of Annihilation. Tome of Annihilation. <laughs> uh, I found out that there's dinosaurs involved in that adventure. So I checked it out. I actually just happened to have it. I Every once in a while, I'll pick up a D&D thing uh, just because I saw it on sale somewhere. And like, I, I never actually look at it. I'm just like, <laughs> it's a hobby that I'm obsessed with. And I probably shouldn't be allowed to just acquire things. Yeah, someone should take your cards away. <laughs> Somebody should take my cards away. Anyway, so I already had it. And I was like, oh, my God, how did I not know that there's dinosaurs in this adventure? That's amazing. So I looked it up and I was really excited. Dinosaurs aren't really part of the adventure. Oh. Um, they're mostly kind of just used as set dressing, I guess. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, so like it's cool. It, it gives this whole other world or this whole other feel to the world. Because once there's dinosaurs there, it's it's different than regular D&D. Yes. But, like, they're mostly just used as beasts of burden, or there are dinosaur races in town that you can, like, bet on, <laughs> which is, like, which is really cool, uh, but it's also not that exciting, because, like, there's a whole section dedicated on how you can bet on dinosaur races. Like, All right, well, this will be fun. Uh, no, you just say, I want that one to win, and then you roll a dice, and if you're right, you win. It's kind of oh. like, all right, well, that mechanic is boring. Sounds like Neopets. <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem with dinosaurs in D&D, I think, is that Dinosaurs don't have any special powers or abilities. They're just they're just big, they have a lot of health, and they hit hard. But like that's that's it. Uh, so you can't fight them at lower levels because they're too strong, they're too they have too much health and you won't be able to do anything to them. But like when you're at lower levels, that's when you fight the creatures that don't have magic powers. Like goblins don't have magic powers, but they're weak, so you can still punch them in the face and you might kill them in one punch. Uh, dinosaurs don't have that. They will destroy you at low levels. But once you get to high levels, they're not interesting to fight because you just spam magic at them from afar and then they keel over and die. So I feel like the whole thing is like they're really, they really, they included dinosaurs, but they're like, we don't want you to actually do anything to the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of, the way I look at it is they're kind of there for flavor and to give you something else to ride that isn't a horse. I would which love is like, that. Which is really, really awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'd be super into it. Riding a dinosaur in a battle. Putting them into a campaign in any sort of meaningful way doesn't really. It doesn't play out like the way I would never use them as like the big bad or whatever, or the main part of an encounter. I would give them like somebody could ride them. One of the enemies you could ride them or you could do like maybe a Jurassic Park style, like survive and escape the dinosaurs type of campaign That's if you wanted cool. to. Uh, but I would never use them in the main creature in an encounter. Mm -hmm. That being said, in the Tome of Annihilation, there is a zombie T-Rex and one of his attacks is he just throws up regular zombies. So, like, any person that he eats yeah. turns into a zombie in his belly. Oh. So you could be, like, fighting what you think is just a T-Rex, and they're like, wait a minute, that T-Rex is undead. Shit, I'm fighting one undead T-Rex. And then he'll yarf everywhere, and all of a sudden you're fighting an undead T-Rex and an army of undead people. That's crazy. Uh, which is great and amazing, but kind of proves the point that regular dinosaurs just aren't enough. Yeah. So... All of that being said, instead of 
talking about the dinosaurs in the monster manual or what they say about each individual dinosaur in the monster manual. Uh, we've done research on the real dinosaurs. Real dinosaurs. Uh, there are six of them in the monster manual and we did our research on them uh, and we split them up. So Alex has a bunch and then I have a few. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let's just do them alphabetical. Oh no. Cause then I have to go first. Yeah. All of them. I think we should go back and forth. Okay. okay. Well, you start. Um, so, uh, my first dinosaur is called the Allosaurus. Heck yeah. Uh, I wrote AKA small T-Rex. Yeah. Cause he is a small T-Rex. Uh, Allosaurus means different lizard. First discovered in 1877 by Charles Marsh, who we will get a little bit more into later. First known theropod. Do you know what a theropod is? I do know what a theropod is because I talk about them later. Do you want to explain it to people? A uh, hollow boned and uh, three-toned limbs like chickens or flamingos. Theropods are what modern-day birds, birds came from. Yeah. Um, late Jurassic period, they're believed to have lived in. Uh, bipedal. Do you, did you end up figuring out the... No. Oh, God. The, the different arrows of dinosaurs? Okay. I, uh... You found something? Well, I, I figured it out myself, but then I just found a chart that, like, just breaks it down into oh, actual Oh, I should have just looked for a chart. Um, and I'll, we'll go over this just for everybody listening, because, hey, if we're going to learn about dinosaurs, let's fucking learn about dinosaurs. Yeah. So, dinosaurs lived in the Mesozoic, Mesozoic era, and that was made up of three different time periods, which are the Triassic, the Jurassic, and the Cretaceous period. Uh, the Triassic period is the oldest of the dinosaur periods. So that was 250 million years ago to 200 million years ago. Yeah. So 50 million years. Uh, not a lot of good dinosaurs came from this one. No. Uh, looking at the charts, I'm like, okay, I mean, like, yeah, those are dinosaurs, but I don't really care. Uh, the Jurassic period, which is not actually where most of Jurassic Park dinosaurs are from, uh, which is... A thing that I knew but didn't really ever Jurassic look into. Jurassic just rolls off the tongue better than Cretaceous. It's way better than Cretaceous period. The Jurassic period is 200 to 145 million years ago. So a span of 55 million years. And that's where you get like the Brontosaurus and the Stegosaurus and those type of dinosaurs. Uh, and then you get the, oh, and the Allosaurus, like you just said. And that's where like the cool dinosaurs started to appear. And then you get the Cretaceous period, which was 145 million years ago to 65 million years ago. Uh, and that's where you get the T-Rex and the Velociraptor and uh, Triceratops and all, all the of cool dinosaurs. It, it's basically the pinnacle of dinosaur existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's that. And just kind of to put that in perspective, I guess uh, the <laughs> the present period of time that we're in uh, is the Cenozoic era. And that's comprised of the tertiary period and the quaternary period. That was only 65 million years. So the dinosaurs existed for like, uh, I don't know, 180 million years or something like that from Jurassic to Cretaceous period. And then we're just like, here, I guess. So this is like, <laughs> they existed for a long friggin' time, which yeah. like I knew, but I'd never really thought about exactly how long. Yeah, it's it's time. It's time. And yeah. it's crazy because humans haven't been around that long. No, but like we're already destroying everything. Yeah, 300,000 years ago or so was like the first documented like us type humans, I think. So that's that's the Mesozoic era. That's when dinosaurs lived 250 million years ago to 65 million years ago. Yeah. Um, and that's how it split up. I just thought since you had a trouble... Not wrapping your head around it. Just I, being like, oh my God, this there's is There's like, a lot of words. There's a ton of there words. There are so many words. Um, so, Allosaurus, late Jurassic. Yeah, yeah. late Jurassic. Bipedals, mm -hmm. they walk on two legs. Bipedal. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, they're not on a bicycle. They, they don't bipedal. Like I said, small T-Rex, big head, short neck, little arms, thick legs, massive hip bones. Uh... There was like a slight variation between men and what, male and women, uh, male and female. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. that's the normal way to say it. Um, <laughs> the men have fused pelvic bones and the women don't have fused pelvic bones. So that's kind of neat. Um, active predators. So call Chris Hansen, get him on the phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> they <laughs> also Topher Grace preyed on. He was in the movie Predators. Oh, uh, mostly prey on Stegosaurus, which makes me sad because I think Stegosaurus are super super cool. They are very cool. Um, yeah. Apparently, they they have like group cooperative social behavior, hunting in packs. So kind of similar to what we would uh, associate with a raptor from Jurassic Park, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, they attacked like big cats. Like their attack style is very similar to modern big cats in which they would attack and crush the trachea. They also really liked seropods, which I wrote in my notes, giraffes. there's actually a lot of dinosaurs with long necks and it's funny because people are like oh where did giraffes come from like giraffes you know they sort of uh evolved to have long necks because the trees are high that's that's the belief but if you think about it there were so many fucking long necked dinosaurs in land and on water almost almost all of them for a long time were just long necked dinosaurs (laughs) yeah exactly and we're like giraffes though where did giraffes come from um yeah i mean there's two big discoveries there's big al and then big al too (laughs) (laughs) these are like the two most complete um they are about eight meters in length or 26 feet um versus 40 feet of a t-rex yeah uh and yeah the big owl one he had like 19 broken bones and signs of infection called osteomyelitis which is something that can happen when you have hollow bones (laughs) and they think he died from these injuries (laughs) And Big Al <laughs> 2 also died from similar injuries. I love infections that just a second ago, you're like, now I cry at Jurassic Park because they die. And I'm, then you're like, this dinosaur had diseases. Because my, my, notes, <laughs> my notes are fucking insane. And all over the place. And I'm trying to make sense of this while also making this interesting, but I'm failing. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I, it's, if you go into like the discoveries of dinosaurs, you are going to get in some very confusing and messy, messy territory. Yeah. Um, and, and because of that, you kind of don't learn as much because like the discoveries are very important, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm trying to keep it surface level here. So (laughs) yeah, that's, that's Allosaurus. So, Smaller T-Rex, yeah. fight the Stegosaur. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. And uh, giraffes. And giraffes. <laughs> I meant sick as in awesome and sick as in uh, they've died from diseases. And they were sick. <laughs> yeah. And they died from diseases. They had thick thigh bones. I wrote that down too for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Two C's or C-K? Uh, I just wrote T-H-I-K. Okay, so neither. <laughs> uh, cool. Oh. Uh, I guess I'll do Pteranodon then. Yeah. Uh, this is one of them flying dinos. I like a flying dino. Except technically, it's not really a dinosaur. It's a bird. Uh, no, actually. So I feel like this is something that I knew at some point in my life, but it's subsequently forgotten. Uh, Pteranodons are part of the genus uh, Pterosaur, which includes all of these big flying reptiles. Yes. Um, Dinosaurs all fall under the dinosaur label, but pterosaurs are not included in that. And yeah, they're not, they are not related to modern birds, despite okay. the fact that they fly. Modern birds come from the theropod dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So like a T-Rex or an Allosaurus. Hollow bone. Yeah. Anything that has that body structure basically yeah. is probably a theropod. Yeah. And that's where birds came from. Uh, ter- pterosaurs did not lead to birds. Pterosaurs did not leave the birds. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> there are two types of pterosaurs. Uh, there's the basal pterosaurs and the later pterosaurs, uh, which are the later pterosaurs are pterodactyloids, and basal pterosaurs are non pterodactyloids. Uh, I think pterodactyloids are the ones that everybody kind of thinks of uh, when they think of, you know, flying dinosaurs. They're the big, leathery wings, long beaks. Uh, and they don't have a tail. The basal pterosaurs have smaller wings, 
and a tail, and they have teeth in their beaks, which is terrifying. That is terrifying. Um, I don't like that. But a pteranodon is a pterodactyloid. Side note, uh, pterodactyl, technically, not really even an actual dinosaur um, or a part of this. A pterodactyl is mostly just the common name for any pterosaur, kind of. Uh, pterodactyl technically refers to the members of the pterodactylus genus, uh, and there's only thought to be one member in that genus, which is the Pterodactylus antiquus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first pterosaur to be named. So that's kind of why everybody's just like, oh, all pterosaurs are pterodactyls. But it's not actually an interchangeable term, uh, which I thought was interesting, and I didn't know that. Uh, anyway, point is, <laughs> pteranodons, not really dinosaurs. They lived in the middle of North America during the late Cretaceous period. Uh, currently, people seem to think that pteranodons are similar to albatross in the way that they used to fly and all that sort of stuff. Uh, albatross spend a lot of time flying and fishing over the oceans at sea, mm-hmm. uh, and their wing structure allows them to like fly and glide long distances without ever having to like flap their wings. And pteranodons have very similar uh, wing structures to that. Um, the only one difference is that like modern birds, modern seabirds like the albatross. Uh, when they're flying over the the ocean, they don't rely on thermals, like the warm air rising or whatever, to be able to glide so far. They can use wind currents over the ocean to do that instead. Oh, Whereas that's cool. they think uh, pteranodons uh, probably had to use thermals a bit more often. So they probably couldn't glide and fly as long as uh, an albatross could, but they could still do it pretty well. And, but they'd have to like flap their wings a little bit more often, um, which I thought was cool. For a while, they thought that pteranodons would fish for their food by like skimming along the ocean surface and just like opening their mouth and just hoping dumb fish will fall into it. Uh, <laughs> but like they've more recently realized that it's uh, head and neck are built like diving birds. So they think that pteranodons would like dive bomb in the water to catch their food, which is terrifying to think about because they have like an 18 foot wingspan. So like, just imagine you're just like, oh, man, I'm just going to go out for a swim out on the... I know you wouldn't swim in the ocean, no. but, like, <laughs> let's just say that you enjoyed surfing and you were out surfing. Never. And then an 18-foot dino bird comes and just, like, spears you with its beak? That's that's scary. Yeah, it's just another reason to never go in the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they used to spend a lot of time over the ocean. Now, if you're paying attention, I said they lived in the middle of North America. Wait, what? How does that work? Where is the ocean? Uh, at that point in time. Pangea. No, actually. Oh. Pangea was way before all of this. So by the time we get to the uh, Cretaceous period, which is when these guys lived, uh, the continents have basically become the shapes that they are now. They're not quite in the same positions, but they're pretty much what you would imagine. Um, it was back at the beginning of the Mesozoic era, so the Triassic period. That's when everything was kind of uh, in one big clump. There were a lot of names for the continents. <laughs> uh, but anyway, during the Cretaceous period, there was actually uh, something called the Western Interior Seaway, which was just a big old sea smack dab in the middle of North America that effectively split the continent in two. And that's where the Pteranodons lived. Uh, they were, they were is that where Alberta is now? Uh, I don't know if it went that far north. I didn't look that far into it. But yes, uh, it would be in that sort of, wait, latitude or long, longitude? I don't remember I which don't one's know. which. You're the boat guy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how to navigate. Well, that's, a, uh, that's not going to work when we're in the middle of an apocalypse, Kyle. you got to get on that. Yeah, I'll learn. I learn by doing. Uh, anyway, so pteranodons can fly. They can swim. And, oh, yeah, they used to think that the reason they had to, like, skim along the surface was they didn't think that they were capable of taking off from the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're pretty sure that they could. So they could just, like, just be like a duck and just float around in the ocean and then start flying again. Um, So, yeah, scary. Everyone should be a little bit more So they can fly, they can swim, uh, and they can also get around on land pretty well, too. Uh, They don't hop around on two legs like dumb birds now do. They would, like, fold up their wings and, like, walk on oh, all four that. limbs, which is really friggin' cool and kind of spooky. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, but, yeah, like that's that's pteranodons. Transformer bird. Yeah, they are, like, transformers. <laughs> 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 
Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that all made sense. I'm very excited talking about dinosaurs that I feel like it's all over the place. Your notes are way better than mine. I'm real ADHD these days. Yeah, but you also are doing school, whereas I am doing zero things. I'm doing math, and it makes me want to die every day. <laughs> um, next, we have the Ankylosaurus. This dinosaur? Yes. For a little while when I was a child. Yes. Was my favorite dinosaur. Oh, it, no, you should have done him. Because it almost has my name in it. Oh, it kind of, yeah. It has a K-Y-L. It has a Kylo Ren in it. I don't know, I don't know if this is a thing is most. Is it Ankylo or is it Ankylo? I don't know. Ankylosaurus? Ankylo. I think so. Ankylosaurus, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a thing that most kids do, but like seeing your name on things is like yeah, it's, fun. It's special. I know there are a lot of Kyles now, but when I was growing up, I didn't know any, like there was one Kyle in my brother's grade and that was it. And then there was a guy that played for the Boston Bruins, fuck the Bruins, uh, Kyle, Kyle McLaren. And those were the only two Kyles that existed. So when I was like, this dinosaur almost has my name in it. I was like, this is awesome. Um, they're not as cool as I wanted them to be though. Like they, they are, are, but I wish that they were a carnivore. Not. They're... Well, I wrote elephants because they, they share a lot of similarities to elephants. I've talked about elephants before and how people used to come across their skulls and think that they were cyclops. Yeah. And definitely a similar vibe with the um, ankylosaurus. Ankylo? Ankylosaurus? I have to pick a, pick a fucking... Pick, pick a lane! And Kylorenosaurus. <laughs> Uh, it, they're the armored dinosaur. Mm -hmm. They also, their name means fused lizard or great belly. Uh, they had fused bones, which was in, led to increased strength. Um, they were one of the last non-avian dinosaurs that were living. So these guys are tough. It was the Cretaceous period, so we know that's, like, more recent. Yeah. But um, they've actually found a lot of uh, fossils. They've never found a full um, skeleton, but they find a lot of them inside of, like, rock formations, <laughs> which is kind of cool because it's, like, they just got, like, swallowed by... Well, by I rocks. Mean, by rocks, yeah. Like, they're, like, Lars. Um <laughs> They average between six and eight meters, so 20 to 26 feet, which, like, for, I mean, uh, uh, herbivore is pretty big. They um, weren't, it's, what do they call them? Oh, like, non-selective browsers. They, like, they're herbivores that uh, feed on leaves and soft shoots and sort of, like, whatever they, like, come across. So they're just, like, going through their day, like, muzzling through shit, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I'll eat that. Oh, I can eat this, too. So they're kind of like our dog, Goose. Yeah, definitely poop eaters. <laughs> just whatever can fit in my mouth goes in my mouth. Um, four limbs, so quadrupedal. Armor plates. So they're like basically their whole, they almost had like an exoskeleton, which is pretty neat. Um, it's and pretty sick. Yeah. And they have the coolest thing that I think any dinosaur ever has had, which is a large club on the end of its tail. Mace tail. It's so cool. It is it's cool. so neat. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know. They're pretty, they're pretty neat. Like all things considered. I often find that herbivores are a little more interesting, even though I wrote way less information about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, they, this is like, just like a random herbivore fact, but they suspect that, um, ankylosauruses are endothermic animals. It's hard because reptiles usually aren't. Um, so they, eat up to a hundred theoretically could eat up to 130 pounds of ferns a day which is crazy when you think about it when you see a fern but then you have to remember that everything was big it was like megafauna megaflora and like the ferns were like as big as i am yeah so you're like oh it's actually not that much i uh i don't remember because i didn't write it down because i was like man this will send me on a whole rabbit hole uh, I think it was in the T-Rex. They also think that the T-Rex might have been endothermic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't write it down because I was like, <laughs> there's already too much information. But all of them are, like, they all, I don't think there's a single dinosaur that has been linked to a live birth. Like, it's all eggs. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to have, like, an endothermic animal that, uh, you know, 
isn't a mammal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I think these guys are pretty cool. Like there isn't because we don't have a full skeleton yet. Um, there isn't a lot of information, unfortunately. There's tons of information about discoveries and classification, but once again, I didn't want to get too into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 130 pounds of ferns per day, similar to what a large elephant would consume. Awesome. That, that's what I wrote. Do you have anything to add, seeing as this is your favorite dinosaur? No. I, I mean, it, it was my favorite dinosaur, not for any reason other than almost my name and the club tail. Like, that's all I really needed to know about this dinosaur to make it my favorite for a bit. Yeah. That's cool. I like them. Yeah. They're, they're fun. Uh, speaking of them being one of the last non-avian dinosaurs, mm-hmm. uh, that's also true of the Triceratops. Think, well, it's crazy because, like, I am not a vegetarian, okay? Um, but they certainly did seem to outlast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone. Well, I mean, sure. Uh, but, like, a T-Rex and a Velociraptor would be considered avian dinosaurs. And they were around at the same time as the Triceratops. T-Rex and Velociraptors are avian dinosaurs? Yeah. They're theropods. Oh, I see. Hmm. Um, <laughs> in, unless, unless I misunderstood some of my research, yeah, that probably would be, right. there's so much to learn. There's so much. And I didn't want to get into kingdom and phylum and class and super order and order and super family and all of that stuff. Cause once you start going down that rabbit hole, you don't get, you don't have to come back. No. Uh, but yeah, triceratops. Yeah. Also one of the last known non-avian dinosaurs, uh, lived Cute. in North America during the late Cretaceous period, about 68 million years ago. Uh, triceratops means three-horned face, and there are up to 16 different species of triceratops, although only two of them are considered valid, uh, and I'll get into that now-ish. Uh, <laughs> the first triceratops was discovered in 18, or somewhere in the 1880s by George Lyman Cannon, and he sent it off to paleontologist Othniel Charles Marsh oh, this guy. Uh, in order to get it identified. At first... Marsh thought that it was actually just the bones of a large bison. Uh, and when I heard, read that, I was like, what in the fuck? How are you so dumb? And then I saw the picture of what the bones are, and it was literally two of the horns and a bit of skull between it. So it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, you could think that's a weird bison. <laughs> Upside-down uh, elephant. <laughs> so it wasn't until they found a few more skulls uh, with which to compare the original one that they realized, oh, that original one was actually a triceratops Mm -hmm. Uh, because the triceratops head and bone structure is so dense. They are like, I don't want to say they're commonly found because they're still dinosaurs, but they're one of the more commonly found dinosaurs uh, because they don't decay as much or whatever. So they found a lot of different specimens to study. And when they discovered these skulls, they saw major differences between the horn arrangements as well as like the large frill that they have at the back of their head. So they thought that there were, Lots of different but similar species of triceratops. However, they've sort of since come to the conclusion, and I mean like 2012, so like recently, despite the fact that they've known about them since 1880, uh, 2012, they kind of figured out that they think the frills and horns of the triceratops change drastically over the life of the dinosaur. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of those 14 not valid triceratops species might actually just be the same species at different stages in life. So like uh, some triceratops have a solid bone structure in their frill and some of them have holes in their frill. And they thought that meant that they were different species entirely with different bone structures. But now they're pretty sure that the triceratops frill just expanded as it grew. So as the bones Like, they didn't grow new bones. The bones just sort of separated, and that's what caused some of the holes. Or maybe diseases caused bone holes and that sort of stuff. Bone holes Um, are ready. So, like, a young triceratops would have no holes in their frill, and an old one would have multiple holes in their frills. There was actually a specimen found in 1872 by Edward Drinker Cope, which is the best friggin' name ever. I love that his middle name is Drinker. And And that he copes with it. And he copes with it. (laughs) Uh, So like a decade before that first Triceratops skull was found uh, that he thought was a hadrosaur, um, but now they think that it was probably a Triceratops. But the remains were just like skull fragments, so they couldn't be sure either way. 
But, I mean, we'll get into Marsh and Cope a, a little bit after. But, like, they were rivals, and this kind of s- not started it, but it's early parts that they're not quite getting along with the, oh, well, I discovered a, a Triceratops, no. but I thought it was a bison. Oh, well, I, I discovered a Triceratops, but I thought it was a Hadrosaur, so we're both dumb and you're wrong. I, like, I don't know. One of my favorite lines from the Allosaurus page is that they were discovered, like, pretty early on but not by Cope and Marsh. And Cope and Marsh had a reputation for not always following up on their discoveries or discoveries made by other people. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to be the top of the game. And if it wasn't them that did something, they were like, um. they were like fuck it. Um, the biggest triceratops were thought to be about 30 feet long. Uh, and it's pretty much scientifically proven that they used to fight Tyrannosaurus Rex on the regular uh, they found lots of fossils of Triceratops that have bite marks and chunks taken out of them that match T-Rex bites. And that is cool as heck. <laughs> Imagine getting bitten by a T-Rex. Wow. I mean... That would be fun. A, a person wouldn't really survive <laughs> that in the... You got no chance. I know. That's why I'm terrified of them. <laughs> Remember that scene where the dude gets eaten off the toilet in Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, that's Triceratops. Triceratops are cute. I really like them. I like them. It's like they got little like bonnets. Like they're adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally have a pet Triceratops if I could. Did you see the the newest? I can't remember when it got there, but the newest Triceratops that they got at the at the ROM now? The one that was discovered, I think, in Alberta, like sometime within the past like ten or so years. Um and it has like the curly we Thrill? went together, so I probably did see it. Okay. Unless yeah. I was too scared to look it in the eye. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. It's, where it is in the museum. It's in the dinosaur bit, but it has its own like little alcove mm. type of thing. So you could miss it. So we might have missed it. But it has, it has a curly frill, so it's just, it has a nice hairdo. I love them. It's They're great. They're just cute. Little, little herbivore babies. Um, okay, so this is my last dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, fucking thanks. <laughs> it's underwater. It's underwater, which is obviously my favorite kind of creature. Uh, I just, I just love the water. I love thinking about all the things that dwell beneath the surface of the water. I love thinking about dead animals and fossils in the water. Oh, remember we saw a dead turtle recently? Oh yeah. That and, was sad. And Goose tried to eat it? Yeah, Goose definitely went to try and eat it. Um, it's the Plesiosaurus. Plesiosaurus, Plesiosaurus, Pleasureosaurus, Pleasureosaurus, uh, the don't fuck with me saurus. Um, maybe not a dinosaur, also, but probably, but a also dinosaur? kind of a dinosaur. Well, a rep- reptilia, that's the class, and then it's a it's it's super order is Sauropeterygian. I don't know. <laughs> Which is an extinct diverse taxon of aquatic <laughs> reptiles that developed from terrestrial ancestors soon after the end Permian extinction. Um, yeah, these are kind of like turtles, except longer. They have... Do I, have, I think I have a different picture in my brain of what these guys look like. Um, small head, long neck. Turtle-like body. That's that's they're they're not really look like turtles, but they have turtle-like bodies. Oh, uh, um, okay. That may yeah. Okay, I was picturing the right sort of thing. And then they have a short tail and two pairs of large paddles to like push themselves yeah. through the water. Yeah, their their turtle body. I was when you said turtle body, I was like, what with like a shell? No, they have like it's like a shark body, but with turtle fins. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So a turtle body without a shell. Yeah. Um, they're actually, this is probably one of the shortest entries on dinosaurs in the wiki because <clears throat> Cope and Marsh had nothing to do with their discovery. It was actually probably one of the only desi- dinosaurs discovered by a female. Nice. Her name is Mary Anning. She specialized in Jurassic marine fossil beds and she was a bit of a boss honestly <laughs> um yeah she's she, she's cool cool ass lady not a whole lot in her wikipedia article sadly but you know well that, i mean that, was, that's what history does to women yeah it, it was history from a while ago and not a man so so the, because there isn't a whole lot to talk about i mean jurassic um they ate clams and snails 
and belemnites, which were squid-like cephalopods. Um, and the most terrifying thing about all of it is that they, because of their long necks, they probably didn't like actually actively like swim to hunt for prey um, mm -hmm. because their long necks, if there was like a bend in their neck, it would cause turbulence and make them less aerodynamic. Um, so they would just lie in wait. Oh. They just like find caves and then snatch out at them with their long necks. I don't like that one bit. No, and that's literally the kind of shit that I don't go in the water for. I like I was fine with it thinking about them swimming around. No. I was fine with that thought. I mean, I'm sure they swam a lot, but But like ambushed underwater? No. No thanks. They're too big for that. I don't want that. I think they're kind of like dolphins. They're kind of like dolphins? Yeah, because dolphins are really smart, but everyone's like, well, dolphins are so cute, but, like, they're actually kind of horrifying. Yeah. 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 Not a, not a fan. Not a fan. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's not, like I said, it's a small, it's a small article if you don't want to get into a million names of small towns where things were found, but. Cool. Fish dinosaurs. Fish dinos. Yep. Don't like that. <laughs> oh, wait. They gave live birth to live young. Oh. In the water, like sea snakes. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, I don't like sneeze sea snakes. Snee snakes. Water snack. Water snack? No. Water snack and business man. Um, cool. A dinosaur with live birth. Although maybe it's not a dinosaur, so maybe it's not. Sea, sea snakes are literally like horrifying. Yeah. Final dinosaur time. Final dino of the episode. Final dino. Tyrannosaurus rex. Mother effing coolest dinosaur of all time. Kyle literally gave himself like the best dinosaurs. I, He's like, I'm going to do the Triceratops and the T-Rex. And Alex, you're going to do this fucking one that nobody can pronounce. It is also a sea snake. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, I just did first and second half. I don't believe you. Um, T-Rex, 40 feet long, 13 feet tall at the hips. It's the apex predator of the Cretaceous period and one of the biggest and strongest land predators ever known to have existed. It also has little tiny baby arms. It has little tiny baby arms. Uh, it's but, got server arms. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the butler from Scary Movie Two? He's got strong hands. And he's hands. like, "Give me my strong hand." That's actually the T Rex, though. Their tiny arms, wicked strong. Really? Like they, they could curl four fifty pounds in each hand. That's what I. That see, I walk around like a T Rex. Uh. So they think that their arms were mostly used for helping them get up from taking a nap. <laughs> Uh, so, like, yeah, it would have to be able to <laughs> lift I'm a lot sorry. of weight. So they just, like, fall forward to take a nap, and then they're, like, doing a push-up. They're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so they'd have to be strong. Uh, they also think that they're used for grabbing their mate while copulating. So those um, <laughs> tiny little limbs were used to grip those hips while they ripped it doggy style. <laughs> wow, thank you I, for well, that. While I was doing research on the T-Rex, I saw a picture of two T-Rex skeletons in a fucking museum Having set up in the doggy style fuck position. Wow. I, you send me that photo later. <laughs> um, yeah. I, if, I think if there's one thing people learned from Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. uh, it's that if you don't move, T-Rex can't see you. That's not true. No. Why would it, why would that be true? Um, they kind of, they kind of explained it, like, in the book, Jurassic Park, they kind of explained it as... They touched on it a little bit in the movie, but not specifically this. In the book, they're like, hey, since we had to use DNA from other animals, some of their traits are bad, and the T-Rex eyesight is one of its bad traits. So this T-Rex can't see you. But in the movie, it didn't do that. Uh, they just said T-Rex can't do it. So then there's a lot of studies, basically because of the movie Jurassic Park, looking into T-Rex eyesight... And it was determined that a T-Rex has vision 13 times better than a human. I'm going to put that into some context. So, like, if somebody can see really well, you're like, man, you got eagle eyes because eagles see better than humans, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Eagles, only 3.6 times better than humans. T-Rex, 13 times. So they can, like, see you if you're behind a wall. They, they have T-Rex ray vision. 
joining us today, guys. But this is the end of the podcast forever because I will not put up with this kind of abuse anymore. I wasn't going to talk about their eyesight at all. And then I thought of that joke. I was like, I got to put it in. Um, first bit of T-Rex fossil was a tooth that was found in 1874 in Colorado. How big would that tooth? I don't know, like the size of your hand? Jesus. Uh, I just made that up, but that feels right. Um, and then a few partial skeletons were found in 1900 and then 1902. And that's when the T-Rex was given its name. So like they had the tooth, but they didn't really know what it was. And then they found these partial skeletons and they're like, cool, that's a T-Rex. Uh, however, there might have been a slightly earlier discovery of T-Rex parts in 1892 by Edward Drinker Cope uh, when he found a couple vertebrae segments that at the time he thought belonged to a ceratopsid dinosaur. So like something similar to a triceratops. Um, and he named it like the dinosaur that he thought it came from. He named it Manospod Manospodilus gigas. Uh, but in 1907, uh, after they'd studied the two T-Rex uh, specimens that they found, they kind of determined that the vertebrae that uh, Cope found more than likely belonged to a theropod. Um, and then by 1917, they're like, oh, these are really similar to the T-Rex, but they'd, they'd lost the specimen since then. So they only had oh, descriptions. They lost so so they're like, specimens. we don't know. Uh, but then in 2000, they found another partial T-Rex skeleton in basically the same spot as Cope found the vertebrae. So they probably think that he was the first person to discover like, a significant bone from the T-Rex, but like who actually knows? Mm -hmm. Anyway, those two specimens that were found in 1900 and 1902 uh, were the only specimens found until the 1960s. And then all of a sudden they fucking found 42 more skeletons. Some of them up to 80% complete. That's what which happens. Is like huge. That's a huge jump. They had two Partial skeletons were like, well, this might be a dinosaur. And then all of a sudden they had 42 of them and they're like, look at this fucking beast. You know what? Maybe the Catholics are right. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the dinosaur bones <laughs> are planted. planted. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Um, obviously, we know that some dinosaurs had feathers at this point in time. That's pretty well known. Some dinosaurs had feathers. And most of them would be theropods like the T-Rex. Uh, but there's actually a debate about the T-Rex. because mm -hmm. um, So there was evidence found in smaller theropods, like similar dinosaurs to the T-Rex, uh, but smaller versions of them, that they had either feathers or precursors to feathers. Like they found fossils that prove that. Uh, but the T-Rex fossils that they've found definitely show evidence of them having scales. Uh, so they thought maybe the smaller ones had feathers that they used for insulation, but bigger dinosaurs didn't actually need it. So T-Rex didn't have it. Uh, but then in 2012, uh, they found a dinosaur in China, I believe, called a Eutyrannus, which had feathers. And it's not as big as the T-Rex, but it's still pretty darn big. So big enough that they're like, oh, well, if this one does, maybe the T-Rex does. Uh, so they did more... Uh, studying on it and in 2017 they kind of figured out like okay so all of the scales that we have on t-rexes are all on the tail the hips and the neck so if they did have feathers it was probably just like just on their backside of their torso um so t-rex probably had like a cool hairdo but not actual like full feathers like a lot of the other smaller dinosaurs we now know have which I think is kind of cool. Oh, also, uh, 2016, it was proposed that the T-Rex, and this is based on the fact that they have tons of well-preserved teeth uh, specimens, uh, they proposed that T-Rex probably had lips, uh, which, like, isn't super weird to think about until you, like, picture a crocodile or an alligator or a bird. Or None of them have lips. Dogs have lips. Uh, I just think it's weird that a T-Rex had lips. I wonder if T-Rex are, wasn't there maybe like sharks and they lose teeth a lot. They would lose a lot of teeth, but they grow back. I don't know. Oh, probably made that up. I, <laughs> who knows? I didn't, I didn't read everything I could about T-Rexes. It was the last dinosaur on my list and I was getting tired. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. 
Um, but that's that's all everything I have to say about T Rex. T Rex are cool, but also like fuck man, <laughs> fuck man. I don't want to mess with one of those. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. I just get really overwhelmed when I think about how big everything used to be. Yeah, it's the the time frame and the size frame of dinosaurs is just like terrifyingly mind boggling. Yeah, just us tiny little pathetic humans. We're like, I can't understand um do we want to talk about the bone wars a little bit uh yeah. or do we just want to talk about marsh and cope they hated each other they hated each other um <laughs> i mean i'm gonna put this in context of a book that i read okay um so i mean michael Crichton. he's the guy that wrote jurassic park yes uh he actually wrote another book about dinosaurs before all of that uh, he wrote it in the 70s, but it wasn't actually published until after he died. Uh, so it was published like sometime in the last five or six years, I, I think. Uh, it's called Dragon Teeth. Um, and it's like a historical fiction novel about the Bone Wars. The Bone Wars <laughs> are basically the dinosaur bone equivalent of the American Gold Rush. Yeah. So the late 1800s, um, this book specifically focuses on Othniel Charles Marsh and Edward Drinker Cope. Uh, who we've referred to throughout this whole episode. Both paleontologists. Both of them are paleontologists. They both wanted to be the top of their field. Uh, they would steal from each other, <laughs> destroy each other's work. Uh, they would sabotage. They would do anything they could to get a leg up on each other. Yeah. They started out as friends. Yeah, they uh, were really good friends. Really good friends. And then one of the things that kind of drove them apart is one of them believed in evolution and one of them didn't, which is interesting, which is their paleontologist. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it was, I think cope was the one that didn't believe in evolution, which is probably why he drank so much because he couldn't reconcile what he was seeing in the field. But I could be wrong. <laughs> and maybe that's, that's an improper theory because it was the other way around. Um, it was a no, no one won. No one won. No one won. Great quote from the Wikipedia article. <laughs> Cope and Marsh were financially and socially ruined by their attempts to outcompete and disgrace each other, but they made important contributions to science in the field of paleontology and provided substantial material for further work. Both scientists left behind many unopened boxes of fossils after their death. Uh, 136 new species of dinosaurs. Which is a lot of dinosaurs. Yep. Um, and like, what species of bison? The thing is, is like, they lost. They both lost. They both were disgraced and ruined, and it, you know, but we won. Yeah. All of the public won because these guys were just like going at it. They were, wouldn't stop. Yeah, if they could have just like shaken hands one time, imagine what we would have known we way would, earlier. We would not have found those 42 T-Rex skeletons. <laughs> in we would have already found them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if that's something that, like if you guys are interested in dinosaurs. And, it's a good book. Uh, anything like that. I would highly recommend Dragon Teeth. Like it, it's obviously it's historical fiction so like the story isn't exactly true but it does follow those two guys and their war to win or to find as many dinosaurs it's very interesting it's it's really cool and it really like i ended up doing more research after reading it because it's great i think you listen to a podcast i've listened to a couple well. of podcasts i'm trying to find the exact podcast that i found um stuff you missed in history class is a great one um the Versus podcast also covers that, but I don't remember the exact podcast that I listened to because it was so long ago now, but I remember because you... I walked into the kitchen and heard the name Edward Drinker Cope. And you were like, oh, I have a book on that. And I was like, I'm listening to a podcast right now. Why are you <laughs> yelling at me? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. Very cool. And yeah. like, I don't know, Michael Crichton's just a good writer anyway. Yeah, I've never read any of stuff, but... Um, so it's good. If you, if you like books, you should read it. Um, do right. you want to do like a rating? A rating of dinosaurs? Just on dinosaurs in general? I mean, I think they're all friends. Dinosaurs are pretty cool. And I would like to think that they're all friends. But I know that they aren't. Let's be honest. Some of them are friends. The ones who live underwater laying in wait to catch their prey are not friends. Okay, but I wouldn't say they're a fiend either. They're just trying to survive. 
T-Rexes are fiends. Excuse me? <laughs> T-Rexes are fiends. I disagree. Fiends. Hard disagree. Uh, um, no, I mean, you're probably right, but I don't want to label any of them as fiends. Well, I mean, if you find Triceratops bodies and Stegosaurus bodies with giant bites taken out of them from T-Rex, that means you're a fiend. That means you are the number one bad guy. How would you rate a lion? Is a lion a friend or a fiend? Depends. Can it sing? Is it a singing lion? <laughs> No, we're going to go with, like, a lion that's never heard music before. Lions aren't necessarily fiends, but hyenas are. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fine. I guess a T-Rex can be a fiend. Like, there are animals in the kingdom, in the animal kingdom, that are kind of nefarious and have bad intentions. Okay. Fine. <laughs> fine. The please leave me alone, Asaurus, and the T-Rex are fiends. Yes. Everyone else is a friend. Um, I have a question for you. Sure. I found it on Reddit the other day. Oh, great. It was an R insane parents. Okay. Okay. As a Christian, what are your beliefs regarding dinosaurs? What would you say to a child asking about them? The response, nope, no, they're a godless cover up for the giant remains that have been found. Like giants, like actual giants. Because they believe in giants but not dinosaurs. Yeah, well, I mean, giants are just big people. Big lizards? That doesn't make sense. Kids, my kids are little, six and two, and hubby is a bit more mainstream, so I'm not sure how to navigate the explanation yet. I just kind of leave it out and try to find materials without dinosaurs. Try to find materials without dinosaurs. See, here's the thing. That, that's not that's a hard, not hard. Thing to do. That's not a hard thing to do. Like, Just don't show them Dinosaur Train or whatever <laughs> that show is. <laughs> Like, it's not difficult to avoid that. But, like, also, how, Kyle, if you didn't believe in dinosaurs, how would you explain them to your children, your Christian children, that you definitely will have one day? Here's the thing. I don't know nearly <laughs> enough about what's in the Bible for me to be able to answer that question. Is there anything in it that, like, could remotely no. not like what about the dude what about the dude that fights a lion that guy is in the bible right sure there's a there's a strong boy that fights a lion sure i would probably just be like hey you know that strong boy that fought the lion one time he punched a big lizard that's a dinosaur then i'd probably leave it at that <laughs> i think this is the craziest thing about it is that there is no mention of dinosaurs in the bible therefore dinosaurs aren't real that's 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 the thought process you know what also wasn't mentioned in the bible everything everything since the bible <laughs> those things aren't real kyle uh cell phones cars not uh vaccines well that one's true though <laughs> imagine imagine this is the moment you found out that i, I was an anti would leave you so I would fast leave me too I uh, just get how would so you explain triggered. dinosaurs? You know more about the Bible than I do because you went to Bible school. Yeah, but I went to Catholic school and we learned about dinosaurs. Like that wasn't something that was ever like hidden from us. But it is insane that, and we can, we don't want to talk about this on this podcast. This isn't the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> but it is insane the the jump the hoops people were willing to jump through for a book. That's been heavily, heavily edited. Yeah. And it's not like, it's just, it's just stories. So anyway, I don't know because I was taught about dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what, I guess it's Christian science or something like that. But if you are a Christian scientist, don't listen to this podcast. I, sure. I think we can get on board with that. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, I guess that's everything. I guess that's everything. I have to pee. Okay. Good luck with that. Thank you. Hopefully I won't get snatched by a please don't touch me asaurus. Hopefully. <laughs> um, this was another really long episode. It was. Uh, oops. But there's a lot of it. Next week um, or next episode, we'll be back to like sort of the regular 15, 20 minute episodes, I think. Because we're back on a sort of regular track for a bit until we get to dragons. Oh, uh, Wait. Dinosaurs and dragons. There's not that many letters apart. No, nah, there was like two episodes before we get to dragons. God damn it. Um, yeah, I, that's that's everything. Bye. Bye.
We'll be back next week with another episode of We Have Dark Vision. But in the meantime, why not swing by our website, wehavedarkvision.com, or follow us on Instagram at wehavedarkvision or Twitter at darkvisioncast. 